When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live on SEN Top End, 16.11am. Welcome to Fridays in the Top End with Jackson Clark and Raf Clark and Rob Hale for Rain and Horn Darling. Finding a place to write your next chapter. Fridays in the Top End, thanks to Rain and Horn Darling. Finding a place to write your next chapter. This is Jacko in the studio with the guru himself, Robbie Hale. Raf Clark still away on work duties, I believe. Robbie, how's things, mate? Yeah, good. Everything's going good, mate. Uh, back into training now, so NTFL season approaching. We're about six weeks out, and we still don't have a draw. Mm, that's very a, that's, interesting. Well, <laughs> it's interesting, but it's maybe not surprising no. after what we've seen in previous years. So you're coaching exactly. the Banks Football Club. You're going to be handling the NTFL and that side of things a lot more. I don't. Mm. I hope you don't turn into Raph and, and have a rant every week about about how the NTFL is treating your club. But, <laughs> but we'll see how that goes. How is how is the Banks Football Club going? No, it's good. We're slowly getting some players down. Sean Edwards was down Thursday Any night. locals? Yeah, oh, yeah Sean Edwards. Sean Edwards um, we're trying to get more, you know. like That'll be the aim, I reckon, yeah. for the footy club moving forward. You need to, to make it sustainable. You can't just expect... I mean, you can do it. I mean, clubs have done it for yeah. a couple of years, but you want to have some sort of local base, don't you? Mm, so I think um, that's probably, from the outside, looking in your big plan at mm. Banks, obviously winning a flags. You know, it's, it's a great honour. It's a great achievement always, but Banks have won plenty of flags. So mm. if you can bring a flag to Banks while having a bit more of a local flavour, is that something that's somewhat of a plan for you? Yeah, I think so. And a, and a side that can be sustainable moving forward. Yeah, um, in the Premier League. Yeah, and there's a couple of local blokes that have been distant, you know, haven't been treated greatly by their um, their normal Premier League club and some of them moved away. So I want to try to sweeten those guys up and try mm. to get them to be Banks Bulldogs players. And yeah, seen so, you know, also, mate, you've been busy on social media. You had the, uh, you had your Carlton post recently. Um, yeah. We're in a world where the uh, footy nuffy runs right. Um, well, I was, I was wondering what you were talking <laughs> about because the, uh, the Sam Kerr stuff was just about my most popular post ever and yep. you wouldn't believe it but I had uh, soccer fans not football fans from Brazil and England and all over the world telling me how what a terrible sport Australian football was all because I said gee imagine if Sam Kerr stuck it out with AFL imagine if she mm. had the pathways to continue playing in this sport and it was why would she play a regional sport when she could play a world game and all this sort of stuff and yep. they're very um, very protective of their sport some football or soccer fans in Australia but yeah the blues stuff is something that we can touch on a little bit later because yep. everyone loves a self-pat on the back, and I've allowed myself to do that this week. I've been pretty patient. I went hard mm-hmm. on the blues mid-year um, when I think they were 4-8 and eight or something like that, 4-8 and a draw. Um, and then since then, they've won nine on the trot, and they're looking really good. In my opinion, I'm, I'm still prepared to ride this. I don't think they're the premiership team this year, but I still think they're within striking distance with what I... It's what I said um, in the post. Do you agree with what I wrote? At the time, I probably didn't. Um... But yeah, it's come it's come good now, and you know I do see him making a prelim. But if that, I think with the way the draw is, that would have to mean that Colin would go out in straight sets. Um, is that any chance of happening? 
I think it is a slight chance with the form Collingwood is in. And um, send power ratings have Carlton as the best side in the comp right now. So, But coming from fifth is going to be quite difficult to win it. Um, only, what, one or two clubs have done that before. Mm. Um, so that's probably, the, the obviously, the sticking point because um, you've got to play three very good games of football just to get there. Um, but you're on the money with that prediction. And definitely next season, I think, finishing top four, Geez, there'd definitely be a flag chance. Yeah, well, my next big call, I suppose, is that they should start the season as premiership favourite next year, mm. um, which I don't think they will. And they'd probably have to win a flag or, you know, a close grand final loss to be put into that category. But mm. that's what I'm going to go early on. Hey, risky by you. So I was prepared to talk a bit of local stuff at first, but you've jumped straight into the AFL, which is a strange week to do so given your team that you support, Essendon's performance last weekend. Uh, mm. We're going to go through that more, but you'd be expecting a much better performance tonight against Collingwood, surely. <laughs> hoping. Yeah, Maybe yeah, I'm hoping, <laughs> hoping, yeah. Um, yeah, I've got my nephew coming over tonight, so you know, he's in Collingwood enough enough, so oh, yeah. um, we're going to have a bit of a family rivalry there. He's going to sleep over. But yeah, I don't know. Um, it was shocking last week. I was sitting around bored at about one o'clock, counting down the hours, me and my son, and yeah, about ten minutes in, I was like, "This can't be, this can't be right." Um, yeah, like a defensive pressure. Just no one looks like they cared. It was just shocking. Um, but yeah, the media people got into him as well, and it's rightfully so. And yeah, it was a shocking performance. Yeah, we will delve into that one a little bit later. Mm. Off the top, let's talk about Anthony McDonald tipping Woody. So yep. he has announced his retirement. Set to play a farewell game tonight against Collingwood. Doesn't seem like too long ago I was writing to anyone that would listen to me that this bloke has AFL talent. It took him a little bit longer to get into the AFL system. Um, but he was down in Melbourne playing for Gippsland Power in the TAC Cup system since 15 or 16 years old. Burst onto the scene at the Tiwi Bombers as a 15-year-old and was really, really good. I was lucky to play alongside him at the Nationals in the Northern Territory team. And I thought he was best on ground against uh, New South Wales ACT in the win. But he didn't have a kick. He had zero kicks, 11 handballs, which is an amazing stat line. Mm. Um, but his influence on the game, his craftiness around the stoppages, his tackling was enough to, I think, lead Territory to a win. A couple of months later, he tore a game apart uh, of senior footy against Waratah. Just a fantastic footballer. A great uh, career, Rob. Yeah, definitely. He was. Um, it has been a great career. and He's, you know, got drafted in 2015. So that's sort of, what's that make him? Uh, 7.22. So... Yeah, well, it looked like he did have the talent early on, didn't it? So it did yeah. take him four years of his career, you know, so he probably would have gone close to playing perhaps it that. Two clubs too long, didn't they? Yeah, it did take him too long. So, you know, it would have been great to see him get to the 150, mm. um, finished on 132. No doubt if he yeah. was drafted earlier, he would have got that opportunity. And even, you know, like he played a lot of football in that in that year when the Bombers were going through suspensions and um, over a lot of listed players. Mm. So... No, he definitely um, he's done himself proud in his family. I'm just not sure if he's moving back to Darwin, though, or to the Tiwi Islands. Um, that's still to be up in the air, but, geez, it'd be a great get for Tiwi Bombers if he was to come back and play for the Bombers because they definitely need a player like him. Do you think he'll move back to the Territory? I don't think so, but I don't know Walla at all. So mm. um, Wait and see type I guess, thing. yeah, I, do, I know he does like living in Melbourne and that sort of thing. And Well, how long has he been in Victoria for? Almost more than yep. that he was in the Northern Territory, hey? Like yeah, he would have been, been there since 15 50, or so. 50 now. Yeah. yeah, and he'd be 
um, 30 or approaching 30. So yep. he'd definitely be comfortable. I'm sure when you talk about home for, for Waller, he'd, he'd have a lot of, you know, homely feels in Victoria as well. So who knows what he will do, whether he'll continue to play football. Maybe Essendon will want to keep him around um, to help nurture sort of some of the other young small forwards that you've got on the list, like Tex Wanganin and the Davy boys um, and Anthony Mancara, of course. So yep. that could be an option. Like his form in the VFL isn't too bad. If they wanted to keep him, say, employed at the club, he could still play in the VFL and, and provide a lot back there as well. So who knows? When did yep. you first notice um, Waller? So he was in my age group coming through the system and he was a bit of an unknown prospect. I know Brenton Toy, who was coaching the Nationals team, was pretty big on an Anthony Tipping Woody as he was back then. Um, and Tiwi Bombers were fairly competitive, obviously through, well, not fairly competitive, they were very competitive around that 2011, uh, 2012 sort of period. And Waller was just coming through and playing good footy as a 15, 16-year-old around that age. Mm. Um, and he just looked so, like, above his level. Like, he just looked like he'd... The, the cleanest player out there um, despite his young age. And like I said, the one that sort of really brought my attention was he went one-on-one against a couple of midfielders at Waratah when he would have only been 17 or 18, played as a pure inside midfielder and would have had about 25 touches, looked so classy. Um, and I remember thinking, who is this guy? Because I just couldn't recognise him. And I expected it to be someone with a big name, you know, back from the Sandful, a 25-year-old. And I thought, oh, no, it's Anthony Tipping Woody, the, the 17-year-old who's playing the Nationals um, soon. So when did you first notice Waller? Um, well, around that time when Tiwi Bombers, when Tiwi Bombers started is when I was sort of starting my career. So, um, they just sort of had players come out of the woodwork left, right and centre and they just had so much depth of development of players that, mm. you know, obviously was f- founded from foundations from other clubs mostly, but, um... So he just seemed like another 19, 20-year-old, I thought, that just come out of, you know, Tiwi Islands that had played at a few other clubs because there were so many lads playing everywhere and that I just didn't know. And then I think we played him in the grand final and we beat him, but he was on the wing and played pretty good. Just to cut you off, it shows you the talent of what Tiwi were producing back then if Walla was like, yep. oh, just another 19, 20-year-old coming. Because players back then were like that, where there would be 19, 20-year-olds mm. that would emerge from the Tiwi Islands and then dominate the NTFL sort of seemingly yep. out of nowhere. So, yeah, that definitely... So. And even, yeah, blokes that you probably didn't even... Yeah, there definitely was a couple of, like, fair few of those blokes coming through. Mm. Um, But someone told me that he was 16. And so that's how I ended up... Like, how I found out that he was only 16, because I thought he was a lot older. And he held his own out in the wing. And then, yeah, obviously seeing him going down to Gippsland and doing that sort of... Doing the football down there. And and, um, seeing his Nationals performances as well, I was surprised that he didn't get picked up. Yeah, he was good. Mm. And played a couple of years as well. It wasn't like it was a flash in the pan, you know, one or two game type situation. Yep. Played consistent footy over the whole Nationals. So, surprised me a little bit that it took so long. Um, but we get that with the Territory Boys, and yeah. that's happened a lot with the Territory Boys. They do that homesick well, factor. It was and... the same old narrative. The question marks when I would say, talk about his talent was, oh, yeah, but is he fit enough? Which was probably a valid thing at the time because he was fairly heavy when he first mm. entered the system and then lost that weight at the TAC Cup level. Um, and then they were saying, like, oh, he'll get homesick. And, and that was probably the one that I thought was less valid. I thought, fair enough, question marks over his fitness and how that would go to an AFL system. Mm. Um, but the homesick part, while it's sort of understandable from the outside, when you knew Waller and you knew his journey and who he was living with down south and how comfortable he was mm. and going to school, playing TSC Cup and all that stuff, I didn't think homesickness was ever going to be an issue um, for Waller, especially. Like, by the time he got picked up from Essendon, I think he was living in Melbourne for like five or six years. Yep. So, yeah. Um, it sounds about right. Yeah, uh, interesting one, but definitely a great career of Waller, putting us both on the spot here. But what are some of your favourite memories on an individual level? You should know more than I do being a Bombers supporter. Um, I think the, the one goal for, against go- North Melbourne was good. 
Yeah, I'll so take that one. Take that one, yeah. So what was what was that? Was that the winning goal? Winning goal, yeah, on a really tight angle, snap from a pocket, which I think a snap from the pocket which could have should have been a check side. So yeah. done it through a very tight angle. Was that his what fourth or fifth of the day? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it was his fifth, maybe. Yeah, mine will be his seven goals at the MCG against Brisbane. Um, just looked really, really good. You know, really not announced himself because he was already a star. But seven goals at the G is always a great feather in the cap. And then the next day, the Northern Territory team was playing a NAB League team, and he was down there as well, like really low key, just hanging out with the Territory boys and mm. taking photos. And um, you know, it's sort of funny seeing that contrast. One day he's kicking seven goals in front of. 50,000 at the MCG and the next day um, he was just being humble taking photos literally standing by himself at Williamstown Oval um, just sort of giving back to the Territory boys so yep. they would have got a huge kick out of that um, we do need to go to a break very shortly one more thing on Wallow we mentioned a little bit about NTFL and what a boost he would be to the Tiwi Bombers what is your gut telling you what do you think he will do if he plays NTFL I know there were some connections to St Mary's um, and some of the teams that are based in Darwin but I saw on the Facebook statuses last night people sort of saying, you know, return to the Tiwi Bombers and come to the Bombers and, you know, welcome home, Waller, and that sort of stuff. So do you reckon that's going to be too much of a lure for him and he's going to have to play for the Bombers or do you reckon we'll end up seeing him in a club like St Mary's? Oh, that's a big question. I, I don't, I don't, I hope he goes to the Tiwi Bombers, to be honest. I think they need his leadership back there. He's 30 years old. Mm. Um, St. Mary's, he doesn't, well, I mean, he's got a couple of connections at St. Mary's, but St. Mary's aren't his club. He, Tiwi Bombers are his club, and that's where he started, and he should get back there. Has he ever played in TFL for a club? Yeah. Apart from Tiwi Bombers? Sorry. Um, no, I don't think so. So he hasn't played for like... Might have played a junior game that, somewhere, that's maybe. That's what I was saying, um, yeah. Do we know if he's played like at Wanderers or Bus in the 14s or... No, nah, no idea. Something like that. But, he could, yeah. It's, it, but judge mm. it from what I've, everything I've heard, it sounds like he might he might not have played too many games. No. But he just we played straight senior the, footy from fifteen. Yeah, yeah so. just straight straight into the senior side. So, um, yeah. But I hope he returns to Tiwi Bombers because God, you know, the Tiwi Bombers do need a player of his level to come in and help with that professionalism and get the. They've got some really good kids coming through at the Bombers, so mm. try help them develop. Hundred percent. And what a boost it would be to anyone uh, playing on the islands or, or wanting to play for Tiwi Bombers if you found out that Waller was going to be a part of the squad and play eight to ten games or whatever it might be. Mm. I think that could be a massive boost for the two bombers this year. You're right, Rob. Yep. Plenty more to come here on SEN Fridays in the top end. Thanks to Rain and Horn Darwin finding a place to write your next chapter. Live on SEN Top End, 16.11am. This is Fridays in the Top End with Jackson Clark, Raf Clark and Rob Hale. For Rain and Horn Darwin, finding a place to write your next chapter.